Welcome to 3 and D, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three, we look at the upcoming Celtics and uh, Bucks series and take a look around that whole thing and see if the Bucks can hold on with no Chris Middleton. Um, we both give our impressions before game one. It looks like game one, Giannis uh, went off. So maybe maybe they have a better shot than we think. You'll hear what we have to think about that. Then we go west, young man. And instead of looking at the Grizzlies and Warriors series, which we both think is going to be a battle, we look at whether or not it's time for Luka to put up or shut up in the playoffs in the Phoenix-Dallas series. Um, we both think da- Dallas has got to do something because otherwise Luka's legacy is probably starting to take a little bit of a hit. Finally, we wrap it up with a conversation about the teams that are not in the playoffs and who might be joining the party next year. Brandon is back in the co-host chair, so we sit back, relax, and let us walk you through three big stories from around the association. Morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday, dog. What's up? Happy Sunday, indeed, my friend. It is a lovely day. Um... We're going to get to uh, our topics in a second, but uh, uh, how are you, first of all? Like, before we even get started, how is everything in Brandon's land? Uh, you know, just recovering from a little cold or some shit. Uh, I, had, I got sick last Monday, and, like, I was kind of rough, and I took Thursday off work, and I was dying at home, but, you know, some vitamin C and some... Uh, uh, shout out to Advil Cold and Flu. You got me through this. <laughs> all right. You know, uh, no no free plugs. We will be sending you the bill, Advil. Yeah. Absolutely. You're going to get a, a advertising bill just now. Just now. And sent. Yeah. There it is. You know, we're we're, we're, we're instant uh, biller because we <laughs> we want your dough. Yeah, just send um, you guys for We'll be all right. But we are right. We are right. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, Thursday was, uh, you know, you're, you're all hopped up on, on cough. Uh, and flu medicine just to make sure you got through to the game and then yeah. Thursday night was the end of the Raptors season now we said it was going to be four or five they they stretched out to six good for yeah. them yeah. but inevitably we ended up where we thought we were going to be which is that the Sixers were going to beat the Raptors um what are your impressions of that final game I was uh I'll, I'll, I'll let you know that I managed to have a beer so I wasn't all that gone, you know what I mean? Fair enough. One beer, one pop while watching the game. But um, the first half was great, you know, a little bit of back and forth. And then, you know, the third quarter, just the wheels just fell off. They sure I don't, know, I don't know what happened, but. I was thinking the same thing. I thought, <laughs> you know what? Okay, all right, we got a fighter's chance. We got to punch this. Um, I I, I kind of had a feeling that it wasn't going to happen. Like Philly was just like. We we cannot do this because if they if it got to game seven, Philly knew that it was over. Yeah, like they knew. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, like you said, I think I think that the wheels fell off. I think, listen, you live uh, when you take out your best shooter in Fred Van Fleet, who's obviously their best shooter from distance, and you ask everybody else to make it up in the aggregate. I don't think you can. You can do it for a little bit, but you can't do it overall. And let's just be let's just be blunt. Philly has a better roster in terms of right now today. They have the best. They have arguably the second best player in the league this season in, in Joel Embiid. Yeah, and you have um, James Harden, who is always capable. Like he may not be the James Harden of twenty MVP awards, but he's still James Harden. No, he he looked a little bit more assertive. Uh, yeah, well, I think I think someone had a talk with him. I think someone got in his ear. And when you have the two best players on the floor, 
I mean, Pascal was really great, and Scotty's coming, but, like, come on. That night, Embiid and Harden did whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it really sucked that our three ball wasn't falling at all. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, you live by the sword, die by the sword, right? So yeah, exactly. We're not going to get into. We'll do a big deeper dive at the end of the season. See what uh, when we, when a bit more of the, the picture comes into to focus about the Raptors. But I overall, I think you could have to say that was a pretty successful season for a team that was really kind of in a gap year this year. Right? Oh, for sure, for sure. So I'm I'm no tears. Moving on, um, you know the playoffs roll roll on, and we're going to talk a little bit about those playoffs. Uh, I want to start in Eastern Conference, Brandon. I want to talk yeah. about the Bucks and the Celtics, which I think is going to be epic. Yeah, like knock it out, drag it out. Like we thought, we all thought maybe Brooklyn and Boston would be an epic series, and Boston was like, no. But this one, this is I think the series that we thought Brooklyn was going to be. Yeah, exactly. Well, like, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, I was going to say, you know, um, <coughs> Chris Middleton is injured, right? Mm-hmm. So he's got that MCL tear, I believe. Uh, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Um. And you know he's he's number two to like you can argue he's number two A or two B to Drew Holiday, but like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Uh, I do. I have read today earlier today. Zach Lowe mentioned that he might return at some point during the season or ser- season series during the series. But yeah, like, if he can get it to six, I read if he if he can get it to six games, he might be ready. Yeah, but you know to 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 miss that guy for the first few games it'll be rough you're going to lose a lot of your scoring uh, yeah and that's what that's what I wanted to ask you about can the bucks beat the celtics if middleton is out even to game 6 you yeah know, can can they can they beat the celtics i i'm telling you i think the celtics team has got something cooking now yeah i agree you know, uh tatum has unlocked something brown is looking like less of the uh See, the thing about Jalen Brown, and I really like Jalen Brown a lot. Um, you and I have argued that, you know, he's probably um, somewhat more important in, in well, at least before Tatum unlocked this side of him, was somewhat more important because he could he was really a two-way player. Um, yeah. Now Tatum has found that side of his game and looked Yeah, that's the, thing, that's, that's the thing that really showed out this year from Tatum. Like, he's showing, you know, his uh, – we all know what he can do on offense. He can light you up any day of the week. Anytime but... he wants. His his defensive ability, especially on KD, a taller player this year, this this, this sorry these playoffs have has been phenomenal. Like no, he's, so he's, he's found something. He's found yeah. something. I don't know what it is, you know, in in the Wheaties box, but he's found it. He's he's got it. And now I'm thinking like, you put that team together, and Marcus Smart is doing Marcus Smart things, which what he does in the playoffs, right? Marcus Smart for the most of the season, you're like, man, okay, sure, yeah, Marcus Smart, he's good in the game here, kind of visible there, kind of hot and cold, like you know, a lot of guys in, in the league. But yeah. if he finds another gear in the playoffs, man, and he gets under people's skin in a, in the way that Pat Bev tries to do as well. And my goodness, I think this I really do. I think the Celtics team has a real shot at the title. Agreed. Agreed. And I don't think I would have said that at the beginning of the season. I don't know. No, what we, yo, we counted them out, remember? Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Like I talked shit about the Celtics earlier. Well, I mean, we always should talk shit about the Celtics. They're you know they're from Boston, and Boston needs to have its you know its shit taken down two couple. Yeah, times. like uh, like that uh, that one episode from Winning Time, the the HBO Lakers show. The end of the show, the end of that episode with fuck Boston. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know what? That, and then that rivalry back in the eighties is something else. Um, I think Boston is is perfectly happy playing the the villain. Um, yeah, you know we don't care. Tatum will drop forty on you. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
Uh, get the fuck out of here. You know, so like that's more Brooklyn. But anyway, you got you, you get where I'm going. Um, Boston. You know, I just think I just really like um, the way their team is put together, and with the Time Lord sort of rounding back into shape and coming back into form, he's had some time off. They've had they swept, so they've had a bunch of days off where he can rest and rebuild that. I really, I really don't think it's out of the question to say that the Celtics beat the Bucks and beat them. You know, especially without Middleton, beat them pretty handily. Like, sure, Giannis can go ahead and get his forty. Yeah, that's still you know, and if Holiday gets you, if Holiday gives you twenty, twenty-five, which is not always. That's only sixty-five points. Who's who's making up the rest of the fire? Who's making up that other twenty-five, thirty that you need <laughs> to get into that eighty, ninety range where you try where you try and get get happy? Now again, can um, can some of their outside shooting come up? Sure, uh, Brook Lopez is capable of going off. He he is. But do you count on that for seven games? No, no. And that's the thing. Um, the guy I really like, and I'm, I'm, you know, I said it before when they made the trade. I like the trade, but it's really showing out. Is is, uh, is Derek White? Yeah, Derek White on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, very good. Like, and I didn't, I didn't know how they were going to use him, but I like him coming off the bench and kind of giving the the starters another like another guy to to play with. You know? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I, I think, I don't know. What do you think? Bucks or Celtics how, in how many games? I'll take the Celtics in, uh, I'll take the Celtics in six. That's, that's the kind of cop-out answer I know, but yeah, you know, I, I feel. I got him in five. I got him in five. I got Giannis gets one. Yeah. I, I think uh, Giannis and Drew can steal one, but I think by then, I think they'll get back Middleton for six. Yeah. And I think. I, I, I hope so. Because you, you want you do you ideally want to see both teams at their peak, right? Yes, I a hundred percent, one hundred percent. I agree, and I think that's kind of why I want to see. Um, I, I want to see it go a little longer, but I, I just don't. I think they're done in five. I think yeah. I think this is it. I think the Celtics have picked up momentum and they're just rolling. Now the only thing that can throw them off is they did have that long rest, so they're out of rhythm, you know, game rhythm. But they're locked in, man. They they look really good. Oh, for sure, and like you know what. It is what it is with Middleton being out. Like, I mean, like, you got uh, <clears throat> 2019 Warrior fans punching the air right now. <laughs> but that, that's, that's par for the course. Oh, if we had KD, we we, we would have swept you guys. If we had uh, Clay for the rest of game six, we would have swept you guys. And shut up, bro. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah worse, worse, you know. I, I also love that you're still defending the 2019 title. No, because I – you know what? I'm just – I was just doing some light reading for today's show, and, like, I came across somebody that commented, like, you guys, yo, I don't even want to talk about the toxicity of the Raptors and Sixers fans on the internet. Yeah. Oh, oh Jesus Christ. Oh, boy. <clears throat> we'll, we'll get into that stuff later. Like, yeah, uh, well, I got that. I got something like that for, 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 uh, for uh, you know, catching strays at the end of the show because I, I got a couple of thoughts. Yeah, true, true, true. We'll, okay. sa- we'll save it for that. <clears throat> yeah, so. So I think, and I think you got to really look at this this Boston team as a team that is like gets on a roll. Now, now if they're probably going to end up playing either Philly. Well, they will play Philly or Miami. Um, I think that's a toss up series, really. If Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry are back, I think I think Miami really, really does look really good. Yeah, just um, edges them out with a little bit more firepower. Yeah, just a little bit more. But at the same time, if they don't, if they can't go seven, or if Kyle Lowry. Or Jimmy Butler, who can both have like stinkers in the playoffs. They both had like terrible games in the playoffs. Right. If they have that at the wrong time, yeah, I think Philly's got a shot. But I don't. I don't. 
I think I think Miami in there. You brought PJ Tucker in not for the regular season because you don't care about PJ Tucker in the regular season. You brought him in to basically he can match up with Embiid. He's he gives up about four or five inches, but he is he's a big boy who can battle it. And you got him and you got Deadman, so there's six fouls right there. Yeah, and you just you just you know, and Embiid now is out, quote unquote, um, indefinitely, which just means you know. They want to. They want to stoke the fire of, of the fact that he got clipped by by. Um, yeah, yeah, Jackham. yeah. Uh, you know, like this, he'll he'll be fine. He'll be back. He'll be fine, and it's, it's creating the drama around him. I honestly, I don't see. It. Um, before we move on, though, what did you think of that? Do, what do you think that there was? Do you think Pascal was trying to get him, or do you think? Oh, it was, okay, are we going to get into that now, or do you want to wait for? Catch no, no, check? I'm going to get into the. Yeah, I'm going to get into the, that, but I'll talk about the the fallout online later. Okay, so for those that don't know, uh, towards the end of the 30-point blowout loss on Thursday, the Raptors playing the Sixers, Joel Embiid uh, was showboating a little bit, did a little dunk, and did his airplane thing where he spread his arms and, you know, ran down the floor. And then uh, the arena wasn't having it, right? Of course not. You're up 30. What do you still have your fucking starters in for? But anyway, that's not the point. Yeah. Right? Next play, Pascal comes down and uh, goes for uh, straight to the bucket and manages to smoke Joel Embiid in the face with his elbow. What I think happened, it was a basketball play. I don't think it was uh, – he didn't, like, go to swing the elbow. No. You know what I mean? You're going up to try and score the basketball. You're not trying to hit a guy in the face. His He wasn't looking at Embiid, you know, to see, be like, oh, let me hit this guy with my elbow because I'm right here. And Embiid's uh, face got broken, his yeah. orbital bone. Yeah, yeah. But, yo, that's fucking – that happens, that happens like life. that happens like forty times a year in the NBA where someone gets injured on that kind of play. Yeah, a couple that, of years ago, I was playing pickup, and a guy that's a lot bigger than me, he elbowed me right in the mouth, in the mouth, and two of my teeth actually shifted a little bit. There you go. <laughs> I showed uh, my wife. My wife's a dental hygienist, and I showed her when I got home, and she's like, "Your teeth were not like this when I, you know." <laughs> the other, the other one. So on the right side of my face, I got two teeth that are like. In a little bit, if that makes, I don't understand how to. Yeah, explain. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, no, no, it happens. And the thing is, it's, the, it's the, part. Of, it's part of it. It's part of it. It's just part of the game. And also, like, yeah, we'll get into the the, the toxic fandom that come out of that. But I yeah. agree. I think it was a regular play. And you I could think... you could tell Pascal uh, at the end of the game, he went up to him and they had a prolonged conversation. Uh, like yeah. you know, I I feel horrible. It's that, and like Embiid's like nodding and patting him on the back, and it's like, yo, like, it's yeah. a basketball play. It is. It is exactly basketball play, and I'll 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 add one more thing. If that's about if that's not a basketball play, then you have to go back to game one and look at the bowling ball that M- Joel Embiid was in that first game, and he knocked out three guys. Yeah, he knocked. He knocked, I mean, the play that he, I would say that the play that on Kem Birch in game one of that series, yeah, was way more aggressive than Pascal's. That I would use the word egregious there. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So like, calm down, everybody. It's not a, not a, it wasn't personal. It was just basketball. Exactly. All right, let's move to West. I got a, I got um, a couple series in the West. I, Memphis and Golden State. I think it's going to be a, a, a war. Yeah. Um, and I think by far will be the most uh, entertaining series in the in the second round. Like, there's no question to me. It's the most entertaining series. One hundred percent. How about how about Tyus Jones? Eh, putting oh, it away. Boy. What a how about, what a how, about how about my boy John Morant? He yeah. is that guy. Yeah. First of all, the dunk. Yeah. Wow. That's dunk dunk of the year. Dunk like, of the year. That's and it. And then yeah, it's not even close. But then then at the end, Ja does it again. My man. My man John Morant. 
Like I'm like, there's no way because you saw him a couple plays before that. He got his like little uh, he got trapped in no man's land and tried to put up a shot and got blocked, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, he's gas, he's out of energy, and he comes in with that clutch layup, and I'm like, yo, how did this guy get through the entire team? Listen, man, I'm I'm here for it, and I'm here for him. His dad looking like Usher on the sidelines. Um, everything. Yeah. Everything. His dad jokes, man. His dad's funny. He's like, yo, Jaws mid mid range game is shit. He's gonna work on it. <laughs> oh. My favorite part about that though was that somehow I guess it was game I guess it was game six, um, which was in Minnesota. For no like, Usher's not from Minnesota. He doesn't know from Minnesota. He showed up in a sitting courtside with the dad. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the league was like call, reached out and we're like, get, 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 get him out here. Yeah, okay, we'll pay for him. He can have sit courtside and just watch. Like that is the, that is just epic stuff. I love it. I love it. Um, but I don't want to talk about that series because I think that series we we're probably going to end up talking about that exclusively for the next you know couple episodes. I do want to dip into the Dallas Phoenix series because everything that everyone's looking at it like this is Phoenix's series to win, and it probably is. But this Booker thing kind of weirds me out. Like he was supposed to be out two to three weeks, then he came back for Game Six. Did they rush him to get the to close the door? Uh, actually I, healthy. What's going on? I think they might have because they, they might have got a little. Uh... A little spooked. A little spooked with uh, the Pelicans putting in the work. But, like, I still do not see uh, the Mavs winning against uh, Phoenix. You know, even, like, Luka can do his thing, but, like, I think Jalen Brunson's starting to cool off a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and that, that it's really hard to keep that momentum, especially in the playoffs, when everybody's on your ass on defense. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah, I, I I agree. I don't. I, I, there's too many weapons on Phoenix to for them to win. But the reason I like this is I want this is a test, right? This is this is um this is Luca's moment, because last year, um I mean if you were, and I think most people if you talk to them th- still think that Luca has the better career, but that that starts to change a little bit when you can't make it work in the playoffs. Now uh, Trey Young got you know he's out in the first round this year, but last year he made that run. Yeah. Trey Young became that guy that people talk about and kind of want to see. Luca has not not had a, a long playoff run yet. Like he's first round, second round guy. Like that's it. He needs he needs a breakthrough moment in the playoffs, right? Yeah, but you know you know what? I don't I don't really I, I still know that that debate's going on the Luca and Trey debate. Um, but sorry, not even the debate, the comparisons. But yo, you can't really compare. Both of those guys, because Trey has always been surrounded by a lot more uh, gunners than than Luke, uh, Luca has. Like, oh, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, just the roster. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. If it was the other way around, yo, if the, if Atlanta had Luca, oh my goodness. Like, I I believe it would have they would have gone a lot deeper. Uh, I actually I think if you swap Trey Young for for Luca, just straight up, and you put Luca with Bogdanovich and Gallinari and. Clint Capella rolling to the rim and John Collins being able to do his thing and DeAndre Hunter. Like, yeah, I think that team actually wins the Eastern Conference. I don't think the Bucks make it to the finals last year. I honestly don't. No, no. I think Luca could just, just Luca, not that Luca is like so much ahead of, of Trey Young. No, but, but just the, the playmaking ability. The play, that's what I'm trying to say. And Luca, if Luca doesn't have his shot going, then he's okay to just be like, all right, I'll just have forty-seven dimes today, no problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm your I'm your six-eight point guard, sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Whereas Trey Young, if he doesn't get going on on his on his shot, then his playmaking doesn't come along because he starts squeezing for his own shot first. Yo, have you did you notice he looked 
I don't know what the word is. Like, he looked disinterested. You think? The, the second half of the game, the last game. Uh, uh, a Trey? I think he knew what was coming. I think he was – I think – you know what I think it is? No, but, like, he, he just stopped. He, he stopped uh, – it looked like he stopped attacking. He, he didn't yeah. look to get his own shot. Uh, he, was, he was deferential. I saw what I saw in that game was that he 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 couldn't figure out what Miami was throwing at him all series long, and he was just like, I can't, I, I don't like he just reached that like I I don't know what to do. Yeah, you know. Um, and again, that's not a knock on Trey Young. He's a phenomenal player, and if you want to send him, if he wants to come north, I'll happily have him on the team. He and Scotty Barnes would be incredible. Incredible. But, um. I just Luca has this thing where, and I, you know, I keep coming back to it. And again, I, I need to see, see him do it in the playoffs. But he played against men when he was a child, right? Like he he was 16 years old playing against men in the Euro in the Euro leagues. Exactly. And so he doesn't get rattled by pressure. He doesn't get rattled by oh, okay. Like I'm fr-. now you see him get frustrated. Absolutely, Luca had some slumps at the beginning of the season. He was frustrated, but he doesn't doesn't whatever reason he's just like okay, that's basketball. Do you know what I mean? It hasn't always come easy to him because he's been a kid. Amongst men, yeah. Whereas Trey Young has always been the best guy on the floor. Like, let's be honest, he was, you know, he was the best guy at Oklahoma. He's been a great player his whole time, his whole year. And he came into Atlanta, and while they didn't win a lot the first year because he didn't have a ton of guys around him, but they were like, we're gonna wait for some help, and then he took off. So he's always. I don't know that he's ever seen a defense where he was like, always, always locked down. And 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 Miami, to their credit, is a fantastic defensive team. Yeah. Their their defense, I believe, is I, I think it's a little underrated. Yeah, they're elite. They are an elite team, and again, they're built for this style of basketball, playoff basketball. Yeah, you know they they don't care. You know if they're doing three and four, three out of four nights, and they're playing, they're not going to look great because they're a bit older and they're a bit whatever. They don't care. They don't care. They're like we're here. We play every other night. If we have a day off in between, we can get the ice baths going, and they know what they're doing, and they know how to play in the playoffs. They just do. That's Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry. P.J. Tucker, um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero don't know anything about not being in the playoffs, so they've always done this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Trey, I just think Trey, to your point, I think Trey got, got frustrated and just said, no thanks, I'm done. Right, right. That, that That's kind of shitty on his behalf, but like, I, at the 100%. same time, I understand. I understand. That's, yeah, I, listen, I, I see it, I understand why, I just don't accept it, because if you're going to be my guy, you got to be my guy. Michael Jordan yeah. would never do that. No, you know what I mean. Like Michael Jordan was like, "Okay, you want to throw four guys on me? No problem. I will. I will easily give up my thirty-point game and just start giving Horace Grant dunks all day." Hey, listen. Speaking of uh, underperforming in the playoffs, yes, uh, Demar Derozan <laughs> has the lowest career plus minus plus <laughs> minus in the playoffs in history by a significant margin. Oh no, that's too bad, Debo. Yo, yo, minus three seventy-one all time. Yeah, and the second the, the guy before him is Melo, uh, minus two eighty eight. Yeah, it's good not guy. it's not a good look. It's not a good look for him. My guy, my, oh. my guy, Demar though. I mean, he you, the Bulls don't make the playoffs without him, but it's a bit like the Raptor thing. He burns out a little too much in the regular season and has nothing left in the tank. Oh, uh, yo, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. The defense gets a little tighter. The whistle goes gets a little. Um, they let him play a little more, so he gets a little. He doesn't get the same number of fouls that he did. And quite frankly, I just honestly, yo, I'm not you, trying to you, knock him. But he's... yo, repeat that last thing you said to me with Joel Embiid <laughs> on on your mind. 
Yeah. The no. whistle's tighter. Yeah, like, yo, it used to be, but I don't know, man. Like, no, no, what I'm saying is the whistle, the whistle, it's different. DeMar's not going to get the little calls that he gets, the little hand check calls he gets in the in the lane, right? No, you're it has right. It to be yeah. fairly egregious. A lot, of, a lot of his game is predicated on that stuff, too. Well, his, his game is, okay, if I can't get an open 17, 15-footer, I'll attack and try and get to the rim. Yeah. You know, and that's fine, but you don't have a guy against Chicago. We said this all along with Chicago. They got into a really hot start. They lost Lonzo Ball, and they kind of lost a little bit of their way. And then the biggest thing with Chicago is who's their who's their who's their gunner? Who's their guy who's going to? Zach Levine is a pretty good three point shooter, but can you count on him to to be like if if I know that Zach Levine is the only guy who can shoot threes, then that's fine. I'll double him on the perimeter and make you use the the other guys. And Demar just still doesn't have a reliable three point shot. I think uh, Zach Levine would fit right at home in Toronto. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've always been a Zach Levine fan. No, I, I'm not. Uh, you know, I know uh, a couple of people who would agree with you for various reasons. Um, both... Yo, just just a creator. No, listen, I, 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 I love, I love this thought, but, you know, we don't have no money. No. This we broke, sad. motherfucker. We broke. We broke. Well, not quite, but we will be once we have to pay some of those extensions because uh, just uh, FYI for Raptor fans. Uh, Fred VanVleet, even though he signed uh, a four-year deal, he's actually it's next year's the third year of that deal, and it's a uh, he's eligible for an extension because the fourth year is a player option. Just saying. Oh God. Dun dun dun. Okay, let's get back to the Dallas uh, Phoenix one though. I think that Phoenix wins. I think Luca has to have a moment though. If they if Luca can't get them to six or seven, there's going to be a real talk about Luca legacy. I'm just saying I, that's the way the NBA works. You got to show it. You got to show out in the playoffs, man. You have to do it. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. So I think those. I think those. Those. I think Phoenix wins. I think Dallas. Um, I think Dallas can push them to six, but Luca has to have big games in all those games. Otherwise, people are going to start looking and talking again. Remember, we talked about the weight and the slow start that he had this year. He's got to do something. He's going to do something special, or people are going to start to talk. Yeah. So what, who do you got, Dallas or you got Phoenix as well? How many games? You can do the six games. Uh that's such a cop out answer. <laughs> Yo, I would say, I would say, uh, I'm gonna go with the Phoenix sweep actually. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Phoenix gets the brooms out. And no, because look, Dallas. look, look. I don't want to be this. Like, I don't want to tiptoe around it. You know what I mean? Oh, no, you know, the, the safe answer is in six. You know what I mean? I'm going to put, just after the show, I'm going to put a couple dollars on a Phoenix sweep, actually. Because, yo, when Chris Paul goes 14 for 14 from the field, <laughs> yeah. he's okay. carrying okay. the team. I see what you're saying. Okay. All right. All right. You know what I mean? Uh, and, yo, Aiden's going to feast on the inside. Uh, Yeah. Likely. Likely. Um, I thought, but I, again, I thought Dallas was in trouble against Utah, and they came back. So I don't know. They're 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 scrappier than we thought. But okay, you're you're going Phoenix and four. I took the safe answer as you call it. And I call it at six. Yeah. But, all right. All right. All right. Let's switch out to the teams that made the playoffs. And let's talk a little bit about the teams that didn't. And I don't want to talk about teams that made the play-in because, quite frankly, that's kind of playoff esque. I want to talk about teams that really stank it up. Okay. So <laughs> in the West, we have the Lakers, the Kings. The Trailblazers, OKC, somehow finished better than anybody, but that's okay. And Houston. And in the East, we have Orlando, Detroit, Indianapolis, and Washington, and my beloved New York Knicks. 
Um, which one of those teams is more likely to bounce back quicker, do you think? <coughs> I'll say uh, I want to see the Knicks bounce back quicker. Yeah, I, th- I think that I think that the Knicks will in the East for sure. They're right there. It's a tweak to the roster. It's a update and maybe a, a new coach. Just saying, to Tom Thibodeau, two year expiry date. Yeah, Tibbs just fucking running into the ground. Let's be honest. T- Tom Thibodeau is like um, is like uh, avocados, right? Like, you, right? It's really tough, and you're like, ah, it's, it's not right. It's not right. And then it's right for like a minute and a half, and you're like, this is great. This is the greatest avocado. And like, if you didn't eat it in that like minute and a half, it goes, not sorry, I'm, I'm rotten. <laughs> yep, that's true. Tom Thibodeau's effectiveness is, is that of an avocado. It's like the perfect time, and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then other times you're like, my God, how did it get brown and disgusting? And why is there a hair on this? What What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to Avocado Toast and all the millennial listeners. All right. Um, I got the Knicks as well in the East. I do think, I just think that Indiana's in for a bit of a longer haul. Detroit is a mess. Orlando's, well. Orlando's fucked. You know, it's Orlando. So what are you going to do? I feel, um, I honestly just feel so bad for them, man. For the magic, yeah, yo, imagine being, imagine being a, an Orlando resident, and then first of all, sorry to hear that. Yeah. And second of all, <laughs> like, like, fuck, like, your team has just been shit for so long, and yeah. it, there's yeah. no, there's no improvements to be made at all. The first be, yeah, you gotta be, you gotta be funny about Orlando, right? Because like Orlando is like, okay, cool, you live in Florida, yeah, but do we have, uh, do are we near the beach, near the ocean? No, you're in the middle of Florida. Shit. So it's just hot. There's no real beach around. Like there's no ocean around us. Okay. Um, you have no other professional sports teams, but you can have like big league sports, and they have like minor league teams. They do, but like you don't have any like big league professional sports teams. But we're going to give you the Orlando Magic basketball team. Oh, cool. Yes. Only thing is, for the entirety of your history, you'll have like two uh, appearances, and the first chance everyone can get there on the first thing smoking out of your town. Yeah. Like that. That sucks so that's, bad. That's, that's rough. You have you have a great uniform, right? You know, we got you these 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 um, awesome you know pinstripe uniforms. Are we going to keep them forever? No, we're going to spend the next twenty years just making shit orange and brown uniforms for you to wear. Like, <laughs> there's, there's nothing good about the magic. It's just too God, bad. it's so bad. It's so uh, bad. it's and then also when you wake up and you're like, oh, we're in Florida. Okay, cool. Well, at least we have Disneyland. And then they're like, yeah. By the way, we're going to change Disney's um because people you know. Politicians don't like to be told by companies that they're doing something wrong. We're going to revoke their tax purposes. So all, all the way, we'll have to cut back on jobs in Florida. So you're probably now out of a job that you had for like 15 years working at Disney. Yeah. Congratulations. You live in Orlando. Oh, God. It's, it's, so, it's, it's just a depressing place. <laughs> it's just so wrong. I just feel uh, bad. Yeah, it, it's too funny. Okay, so Orlando Magic, they're not going anywhere. And I, the only team that can challenge in the East, I think, is uh, maybe Washington, maybe. But again, I don't I don't trust the Wizards. Yeah. So uh, we're just talking, like, we're not talking, like, play, play in. Uh, no, no, I'm talking like no. you have to get to the playoffs. You have to, uh, you can finish in the 10th spot and then try and get in, like, our, like um, our, our boys down in New Orleans. But, you know, yeah. let's, be, let's just be honest. Like, this is, you know. Not not a good look for, for, for money teams. You have to make the playoffs. In the West, you get the Lakers, Sacramento, Portland, Oklahoma City, and Houston. And I think the easy one to say is it's the Lakers, right? Because all the other teams are historically but bad. The, the Lakers are just 
a, a dumpster fire as well, right? But that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like I, um, I don't, it, I don't, I can't see them making. What are they going to do to like drastically change who they are it. fundamentally? That's it. I mean, unless you unless you somehow get uh, give away another draft pick to get John Wall in a in a Westbrook deal, I don't see it. Anyone really looking for Westbrook? Yeah, and like the Kings, the Kings are the Western equivalent of Orlando. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, they're they're looking, they're um, they're trying to find a new coach right now, right? Uh, I just read, uh, who's this? James Ham confirmed that the three finalists for the Sacramento Kings head coaching job are Mark Jackson, Steve Clifford, and Mike Brown. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Steve Clifford. Wow. De'Aaron Fox just texted me. He says, please get me out of here. The only thing that makes Sacramento not the Orlando Magic is that they're not in Florida. They're actually in Northern California. So at least at least you're like, you know, only a couple hours drive from San Francisco and the wine country. So at least you got a little something. Yeah, but it's again, yeah, Sacramento. No, it's, 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 it's a little tight. It's a little Sacramento tight. is a place. It sure is. It is it's a place. It is, it is a dot on a map. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I think uh, the team that will turn around a bit uh, quicker than anybody else are the Trailblazers. I, I think so, too. I think if you've got Dame Lillard and if you can get Jeremy Grant, um, which is the rumor, I think they can get back in. Um, though that West is tough, man. If Minnesota's your seventh seed currently um, and the Pelicans uh, – listen, the Pelicans had a horrible start, but the second – I'd say about from about the midway point on, they were pretty good. And now you have CJ McCollum on that team for a full year and Zion hopefully coming back for at least part of it. I yeah. don't know. I don't no, know. The, Pel- the Pelicans are going to move up. Other the Pelicans are the, there. Yeah, but the Pelicans are going to move up. Do you know? Do you want to know my prediction for next year? Yeah, go for it. Uh, wherever the Utah Jazz is right now, fifth, I think. Yeah, yeah they fifth. finished fifth. The Trailblazers will take their spot and they'll get uh, bumped down a little bit to like six or seven. Wow, you think Utah? And then okay, I, I, I think, think I think Utah. I think Utah's honestly looking at a if they if they want to now they probably want to roll it back because they ran they won forty nine games and you're like why why wouldn't we do this? But that team's hit a ceiling. They're not yeah. going. They're not getting any better as that team. No. It's been the same thing consecutively for what three years, four years in a row. Yeah, and 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 like low key, Donovan Mitchell saying the, the right things. Uh, uh, but low key, he he's like, get me out of here. Yeah, get me he, out of here. He finally realized uh, Rudy Gobert is completely useless on offense. <laughs> uh, so, no, you know, I think he, he finally realized that. Holy shit, I'm in Utah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh. Uh, you know where they're like, well, we got the spice. We have that spicy red sauce, so that's ketchup. <laughs> Uh, it's not for me, sir. It's not for me. Um, you know, when you ask for a stiff drink and they give you frozen milk, it's not. It's not what you want. <laughs> it's not what you want? Ew, frozen milk. <laughs> you know, how dare you speak ill of uh, of the great state of Utah, sir? Uh, no, honestly, in, in all honesty, I, I like the Jazz as a team. I just don't think that 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 like individual pieces. Are, uh, there's a lot of value there around the league. But they're all secondary pieces, right? Like Donovan Mitchell could be a centerpiece guy, but he's got to have a better team around him. Rudy Gobert, I think, is a is a nice secondary. Like he's in his mark. He's 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 about to enter his Mark Gasol years, which is like like good player, very strong defensively, and whatever he gives you on offense, you take, right? Yeah. Mike Connolly, honestly, Mike Connolly look to me looks like a guy who can still play a little bit, but wouldn't he look great coming off the bench 
on oh, for sure. And Ooh. just gun it. Ooh. Yeah, what we're gonna play. We're gonna play weeks about where where you know find it. Find me a new home. We're gonna play that game in a couple of weeks. But uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, all right. So we both agree the Knicks are probably likely because they're just right there anyway. Yeah. And it's probably the Trailblazers or the Lakers. It's probably the Blazers because they got Dame Lillard and some some roster flexibility, but. Yeah, it's not looking good for uh, our favorite team, the uh, Orlando Magic. Not at all. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll, t- I'm gonna say this right now on the show. I'm gonna make a, a deal with you. If indeed the Orlando Magic make the playoffs next year, okay, I, I will wear an Orlando. I will go out and purchase with my own monies. Orlando Magic T-shirt and hat. I will wear it around the entire first round. What? Okay. When you say T-shirt. What are you talking like the Nike one, like the nice looking one, or like? I don't even think Nike wants to make those shirts, but sure. But you know, whatever. Oof. Oof. I'll, so, I'll go to fanatics.ca and I'll order the the, the Orlando Magic uh, playoff T-shirt. Okay, Let's listen. Go. I'll put it this way: you you do that, and I'll buy the hat. Done. And so, I'll wear the hat. And That's we will a solid. Sit on our lawn, going go Magic. And we'll watch every <laughs> single game. Absolutely, I league pass it the whole thing. That's a solid hundred Canadian dollars right there. That's right. That's right there. And to be honest, I'm okay with it because I don't think I'm ever gonna have to spend it. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, let's go catch in strays, my friend. We're coming to the our time here, and let's let's jump right into it because you mentioned it earlier. I think we both have the same one, but you go ahead, go first. Yeah. So uh, we're the same wave here. The uh, the toxic fan bases of Philadelphia 76ers and the Toronto Raptors, right? So. The fucking so I'm I spent a lot of time on Reddit, right? Um, I spent a lot of time in their game threads. I do a lot of uh reading on Instagram, like the House of Highlights, uh, Hoops Highlights, uh, The Score, Tim and Tim and Friends, uh, all the major Canadian sports things, and like the rapper's official Instagram. And good god, this the amount of vitriol and hatred that I see coming from our own fans let alone 76ers fans, is disgusting. Like, they're still salty from what happened in 2019. I get it. We're salty that Embiid thinks he can showboat on us. But at the same time, it's like, yo, we overachieved this year. We ended up in the playoffs somehow in a rebuild year. But I just can't understand, like, I can't fathom why these people have so much hatred in them. It's fucking crazy. That's just that's where I was coming from. No, so, I'm with you, and I also gotta like say, you know, to everybody on on Twitter and and Instagram. First of all, it's not real. Yeah, you're 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 arguing with a square on your phone. Cool, good for you, bro. You would never say half of. I would say three quarters of the people would never say that shit out loud in real life. But they, but they're they're you know they're screen warriors on both sides. I'm talking. I'm calling out. Oh our no! Side. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Screen wars. So you would never talk about that like this. Um, I would say easily half of them don't watch the actual, and they don't follow the NBA. Now, again, you don't have to be like like you and I, where we're obsessed and we watch you know games every night. But like, you know, it's it's one of those things where you're like, seriously, come on, <laughs> like what, like grow up. Um, yeah, exactly. And and and, and so you now you're left with a bunch of people who are uninformed opinions who are just like, I saw this thing and I didn't like it. 
that's a that's a speech to the general thing as well. Like grow up, it's sports. Jerry Seinfeld said it really well. We cheer for laundry. We cheer for laundry. Yeah. This guy was on our Danny Green was on our team in 2019. We loved him. Loved yeah. him. Danny Green goes uh now has played for two other teams since, right? He went to the Lakers and then he went to the to um to Philly, right? So he's played on two separate teams since then. And anytime and then Danny Green, you know, comes and he hits a shot or he gets into a, a jarring match with someone, and you look at it on Twitter and he's like, you know, they're insulting his family, his t- terrible teeth. Is like, what, what he, are you doing? It goes too far. It goes too far. It goes way too far. Like I said, someone I saw someone um, I follow in, on Twitter who said, "Listen, you can knock my takes all you want. Just stay away from my family." And oh, isn't for that, sure. Like, for like, sure. What are we doing? And again, we're cheering for laundry, man. Danny Green just changed colors of his shirt. That's it. It's it, you know. We're gonna we're gonna love Kyle Lowry until Kyle Lowry, you know, in the playoffs. Like if we had won and we played Philly and Kyle Lowry hit a three to knock us out, would they come and come coming for Kyle? Probably, because people are dumb. Yeah, people it's dumb. it's a lot of uh, I find I find it's a lot of the uh, the I don't want to generalize, but like I'm gonna do it anyway. Do it. It's a lot of the uh, the newer generation fans that don't know anything but winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, how can we let the Embiid walk all over us like this? And they they feel like you know they get a little persecuted by the refs, this and that. It's like no, Embiid's no, he knows how to sell contact. He knows how to draw contact. First of yeah. all, he's doing when his he's, job because our guys did all. Listen, Kyle Lowry was great at taking charges, but Kyle Lowry also knew how to sell a foul. When he does that swing through thing, when he's trying to take a shot, I was but look that fucking the rip through. It, it's. You get caught with your hand in the cookie jar. It's life. It happens. Yeah. It's going to happen. And also, Kyle would flail on it to make sure everyone know, hey, look, his hand was here. That's that's part of the gig. That's part of the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've, I've been whistled for that in the game before. And, you know, you damn well know when you're guarding that guy, you don't put your hands there. You put your hands straight exactly. up or straight out. Exactly. You never try to reach. Because exactly. You get for it. Exactly. It's like in baseball when guys, when, when catchers pitch frame, right? Yeah, all, all, all the time, all the time. It happens, and that's part of the game. It's part, it's part of the thing. But to your point about the new fans, I think that I think that's a really important one, Brandon, because what it is is people also have to remember, this is sports, right? Yeah. Is, it's, it's supposed to be entertainment. It's supposed to be fun and light. It doesn't, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but in the grand scheme of, wor- of the world, it doesn't matter. It does matter. not matter, yeah. It does not matter. It's, it's entertainment. Do you get mad at, like, holy shit. Tony Stark died? Why the hell would they have Tony Stark dying in this movie? That's yeah, ridiculous. Exactly. You know who should have died? Friggin' Black Widow. Friggin', <laughs> friggin Hawkeye. Like, who cares? Up. Who cares? Like it's, it's entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment. The, the the best thing, you know what made 2019 so good? 2018 and 2017 and 2016 when we didn't get it. Yeah, when we were so close, and, and it just it just makes it that much sweeter. When LeBron comes full court with OG on him and hits a, a crazy shot at the end of the game to win it, and you're like, "Oh my god, we had it, we had it." Yeah, and you know what? Look, we're gonna I'm gonna bring it back to that play a little bit too with uh, Siakam elbowing. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, Embiid. So uh, the the ball dropped. It went through. So. Supposedly, we would have got a bucket, and the crowd cheered. And I'm pretty sure the crowd cheered that, uh, you know, Siakam gave him a little bit of the business. Nobody in the crowd knew that Embiid was actually hurt 
first of all. No. Nope. They did they saw the ball go in. So most people are cheering for that. And all these all these fans and not even Philly fans, just people all over the internet want to relate it to oh Toronto and uh cheering players' injuries. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, no. no like no. when they compared it to seeing uh KD go down in Toronto. Right. And even the KD going down, no one knew that he was it was as bad as it was. When yeah, they, they, cheered, they, cheered, they cheered that he's like, Oh no, he's we you know, the call's against him. Yeah, like nobody nobody I don't I don't think people anyone in their right mind would cheer an injury. No. No, no, because the other thing is when he went off the when he got up and got off the court, they were cheering him. No one talks about that part of the KD injury. Yeah. Also, let's you want to talk about you want to talk about trolling and Philly in this series. If you really want to go there, guys, what about when Scotty Barnes gets so on the play that Scotty Barnes gets injured, um Van Vliet fouled out, got a six foul fouled out, right? They play they hit the row jack song. Oh yeah, that's that's while while he's going now. You can say now that you know, and Philly fans are like, no, that's what we do when the guy fouls out. That's what they play. It's just a thing when he fouls out, right? Yeah, but take a look at the context of, the, of it. He's ha, getting carried off the court while you're playing that song. Yeah, have some awareness. You know what I mean? It, but again, but but I'm like, okay, so it wasn't intentional there, but it was intentional on this side. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, like every everyone is uh, everyone's innocent. Until it's uh, you know, in the, in the, in the grand up. scheme of things, man, make a, everybody just relax. Just, it's just, just you're you're all going home, or you're all at home with your, you know, your your unlimited data plans, and your seventy five inch TV, and you're watching the game, and you're enjoying it, and you're passionate about it, and you're feeling it, and you're into it. By all means, do it. And I curse at my TV during games all the time. It's it's fun. It's you get a part of it. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'm still in my house, man. <laughs> There are people, literally, there are other things, more important things to argue. You want to argue about things? How about argue the fact that they know that they're still in this country, hundreds of places without clean water for indigenous people? Yeah. You want, you want to get angry? Get angry about that. You want to get angry? Get angry about the fact that so many women cannot walk down the street without having to be subjected to, you know, a-holes. Probably like some of you who are writing this on Twitter, <laughs> to be honest. You're and, right. And, and they don't feel safe in their own fucking city. So you want to get angry? Get angry about shit that matters. This does yeah. not matter. It's a great it's great for us. Like I make a whole like you and I make a show every week about this. We we love it. We're passionate about it. I'm gonna tell you it fucking matter. I'm gonna tell you why I'm angry right now. Go for it. Why can't I park on my own goddamn street? Huh? <laughs> Pay motherfucking yes. property tax. I can't park on my own fucking anyway. Yeah. Look, look, let me be one more thing before before we go. I just want to mention I don't know if you saw the people in Jurassic Park booing the fans that left the arena before the game was done. Have you seen that? Yeah, I, I saw that. I did. I didn't want to bring it up, but you go for it. No, well, fuck these guys because yo, they yeah. come out and then like they get heckled and they, the, the one guy flips the two uh, middle fingers at the crowd. I'm like, you could tell, you could tell these guys are just like those tech bros. You know what I'm saying? Those yeah. guys that yeah. just they're there because their boss gave them tickets or us uh, a client or some shit. Yeah, like yo, if you're out of play, even if you spent money for this game and you did not stick for around for the full forty-eight minutes, what the fuck are you doing? Listen, like, I I agree. It's typical. Like I went to a Jays game that uh, on Monday against the, against the the Red Sox, and it was a tight game, great game. Bo hits a uh, Bo Bichette hits a grand slam in the eighth to to really blow it open, and literally the ball hadn't even landed. And some people were like, well, I guess they won the game now, and they were heading for the exits. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and this like, is like a regular season blue team. It's not even a playoff game, but I don't get it, man. Stay to the end. Yeah, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of wild. Like, I get it. You know, maybe you have somewhere to be, whatever, whatever. But like, 
I've been to games, uh, Raptors games specifically. Like, I'm pretty sure the same thing can be said for these games when you're sitting down, second quarter, about, you know, five minutes in, and people come in, sit down, yeah, have a couple drinks, and by the end of the third or beginning of the fourth, they're gone again. Yeah. It's like, what the I'm like, I love it because I will go take their seats. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you know I mean? But, uh, like, actually don't do that because security is not, they don't they, play they, with that. They're, they're, they're not as generous. I'm not, okay. I'm not advocating steal rich people's seats, but if you have the opportunity, maybe try to yeah. <laughs> slide in. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. want to get sued. Anyway, but, um, yeah, like, it's, it's a lot corporatized. A lot more corporatized than before, and like I get it, MLSC has to set tickets at market price, yada yada yada. But uh, you know, to me, the real fans are in the nosebleeds and in the uh, in Jurassic Park in the playoffs. Well, and someone mentioned this, and you know, we should wrap. We should wrap here. You're right, but to your point, and I'll and I'll we can wrap on this one is uh, that somehow they got to work it out where the the guy the the fans who are there in the second quarter all along the baseline really cheering everything on, they got to be there for the beginning of the third man. Yeah, you gotta make 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 halftime like the halftime. I think is twelve minutes, fifteen. Make it twenty. Give everyone a couple. Give, give, give them a little bit more time just to get to the washroom because those lines are long. No arena, you know what I mean? Like you see this at every arena, not just the Scotiabank Arena. That's the most egregious one that I can see. Where like literally, it's like the 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 first three minutes of the first of the third quarter, nobody's there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like I I'm just saying, make halftime a little longer. Figure out the the, the drinks and in the and uh, bathroom situation a little quicker, and then we're good to go, my man. Because this is this is a I you know I, I always make the joke. These a lot of fans dressed up as seats tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't realize this was a costume party game. Anyway, anyway, we'll move on. We'll we'll uh, we'll move on. We'll uh, we'll save our stuff for next time. Uh, as always, Brandon, so good to talk with you. Um, go uh, enjoy the rest of that uh, that Sunday morning. I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, brother. Likewise. Thank you very much. Peace. All right. Later. Well, that's the show for this week. Big thank you to you for listening. And a big thanks for Brandon for uh, making time in his busy schedule as the head of the Orlando Tourist Board to come and talk hoops with us. Uh, If you like the show, like, share, subscribe, follow wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify is a great spot for that. You can do that. And, of course, while you're online, why not go over to redcross.org and help with Ukrainian relief. And let's not forget, Brittany Griner is still not home. So please go to change.org, find the Brittany Griner um, pages. There's many out there. Sign one, two, share those as well because we need to get Brittany Griner home. That's it for this week. We will talk to you again in seven days. Peace.